0: I'm going to talk first, um, uh, and then John is going to lead us uh, in worship. Um, always, always encounter is not primarily about teaching, though, I hope I'm fairly good teaching. It's not primarily about um, uh, you know, uh, any particular issue we're dealing with or something like that. It's about encounter. It's about us having time, space. Uh, to be in Father's presence and encountering Holy Spirit in whatever way. So, so in a sense, the agenda is up to, up to Holy Spirit. That makes sense. I hope what I hope share won't go against that. But really, it's okay, Holy Spirit, come. Uh, that's the key word actually this evening, come. But we'll come to that in a second. It's a double pun, if um, you know what I mean. Um, So I'm going to pray first and just try and set that out. And I think that with this term, we'll have some visiting speakers sometimes. Who knows how it's going to go. They may not all be... I want to say they may not be the same shape, okay? You know, sometimes they get quite close to a Sunday morning service, you know, right? We might do communion next time, actually, but we might not. That makes sense? But they might be different shapes. So I want to lay on the ground first and say uh, it may be not quite always the same shape. What it'll always be is a time when we are open to encountering Holy Spirit. Yeah? And taking the time aside. So it's just me to set this up first, and then we'll, I'm going to talk about Matthew 11 for a bit. The topic Laurie set for tonight was uh, the gracious invitation, or Jesus' invitation to come. And that's the topic. So again, Father, we just take time, we just pull us away from the Busyness and the hassle of cooking dinner and dealing with family taking up trousers or whatever it was. <laughs> Not a task I've ever really had to do. And we lay down that business and just come as your presence. If I were to say that, that just you have permission absolute permission to Move us, me, Johnny, this evening in the way you want. We want to be open to your Holy Spirit. We want to be open to you. We just claim and receive your forgiveness. Know that we can stand in your presence, utterly forgiven and cleansed. And Father, we just again amazed that the God of the cosmos has chosen to put his spirit to live by his spirit in each one of us and in a real sense to live not only us individually but us corporately so as we look at your word together Father just pray that your word would speak truth and life Into our hearts this evening. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I'm going to look. So, the, so there's not really a passage given, just this title. But I want, to, I want to start with, and I may start and end with, Matthew 11. If you've got a Bible, you can look it up. It's one of those passages that's so well known, it's almost easy to read it and just skim through it. There's a danger with well known passages like that. And if you are an Anglican clergyman, you say this thing at BCP Communion. Every Sunday, and so it becomes very well like uh, off your tongue. Matthew 11 28 30. Uh, Jesus says, uh, he, he, Just better put it in context, there's been a whole load of stuff going on here. Uh, and, and there's a thing with John the Baptist, where uh, John the Baptist you know, says, what, what you want to come or somebody else. And Jesus talked about John the Baptist and how he, he's the last pointer. And then he's had a go at. Um, the people he's witnessed to and how they haven't really responded. How he's done these amazing miracles in Capernaum and these places like that, in the north of Galilee. Uh, and the response really, I mean, there was a response, but not the heart response there should have been. And he has a go at them, really, sort of, so, but so saying, you know, if the works done in you have been done in Sodom, you'd still be here. You've, had ama- you've seen amazing things done. And then this bit comes here. Uh, I think I'll read it from verse 25, but I want to talk about 28 onwards. At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. One of the um, commentators uh, speaking on the, about this passage uh, has, starts with this phrase, this phrase here. It says, one does not know whether the tenderness... Or, majesty is predominant in these words. I'll say that again. One doesn't know whether tenderness or majesty is predominant. And what he's saying is that, that they're very gracious, gentle words. Come to me, all who uh, struggle and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But the majesty in it is that this is, I mean, at this point, Jesus is, as far as a lot of people know, you know, a peasant who's living somewhere in, in some remote part of the Roman Empire and he's making this offer like to everybody that somehow he can solve all the problems. It's, it's, it's an amazing offer to make and it comes from that place of real gentleness and tenderness and love and an understanding of sort of people's situation and, and what it's laugh, like but it also comes from a place of absolute authority come to me and I will give you not, I'll try and sort your problems out. I mean, I mean how often do we you know, like, deal with people where, where they come and talk to us and we, and we pray for them and we, you know, maybe just give them advice, I don't know, counsel. How much of my life is spent trying to sort out other people's problems. But it's, al- it's always, but now Jesus declares it. I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. There's an absolute authority in it, which is astonishing, really. Jesus is saying, "I can solve the world's problem. Basically, just come." But the critical thing is, come. This it, Laurie wanted this talk to be about that invitation, that gracious invitation. And many several times, and in direct ways or other direct ways, this is a fairly direct way. Jesus encouraged people to come to me. Let's just pick up a few things out of it. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't make it a major Bible study on it or exegesis, but a couple of things. Firstly, two aspects of who. The people he's speaking to are who we are and what we struggle with he says those who are weary and burdened the two words are not the same um i think the old-fashioned has tall and heavy laden some of like that don't they weary and burdened now the weariness the first word comes from that sense of working hard and it just goes on and on and on i'm tired and it's not just i mean i, th- I think uh, Argue with me if you like about this. I think work in general is a blessing from God, amen? But it can so easily become wearisome and toilsome. And I particularly I think Jesus is looking also not just at physical work, you know, working as a, as a solicitor or a teacher or whatever, or a student if you do any really work as a student. No one does these days, I know, but if you were to only work as a student. But he's talking about the, the work that people sometimes do to try and get right with God, Right? That sort of spiritual thing, you know, people try really hard. I've tried to live this out. I've tried to solve this this problem Lord. now. I've tried to to, to overcome this temptation. I think so about that as well. That sometimes those things become toilsome, just hard. And then he's got this word, the second word, burdened. It's more about like, oh, it's just the things we worry for other people. The the burdens that we worry about. the, the, The stress for other people. The things we carry for other people, for, for, for situations, for... for oh, it's, and sometimes, I'm sure you all get this, I'm sure you all have family members <coughs> whom you worry about. And if you don't, you almost certainly get the same thing when you look at the world sometimes and look at situations. There's a burden we carry there. If we've got any sort of heart at all. And I think Jesus is speaking to both those things. He's speaking, first of all, to, to when we really just get worn out by what we're doing and sometimes good stuff we're doing and those things that just wear us down and what burdens we carry and we just feel a bit overmuch. And of course, he's talking here to the disciples. I want to say, firstly, this invitation to come, of course, has an initial sense of come and accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Come and believe. Come and be a Christian. We're all past that, but we did at some point. We accept that gracious invitation. But I think it's also a continuous thing. I think this invitation to come into God's presence, to come in, to quote um, uh, the last battle of C.S. Lewis, to you know, come further in and higher up is a continuous thing. It, it, it's, although it's a once-off done thing, it's again one of these things where you have to keep on coming say, Lord, I'm going to lay this burden down and take your rest. I'm going to lay this thing down. I'm going to stop worrying about doing this and give it to you. Maybe this evening for some of us there are some things in that context that we particularly need to lay down. I don't know. Come to me, Jesus says, uh, and I'll give you rest. I'm going to come back to that. Take my yoke upon you and love my yoke. You know what a yoke is. A yoke is the thing that like fixes two oxen together onto a plough. Yeah, it's a bit of wood that goes across their necks. Yeah, so you yoke two oxen together, or two. Apparently, with oxen in those days, not not. Um, horses or anything else, or tractors, obviously not tractors, um, and, and and you put them together. And, and it's a really, I mean, it's a very one, it's a deep metaphor of, of what's going on here. Because Jesus is saying, Take my yoke on you, and you get this picture of being yoked with Jesus. Now, of course, it's quite obvious that in reality, you don't want a very strong oxen and a very weak oxen because they go around in circles, yeah? <laughs> you want two equally strong oxen don't you Yeah. so it goes straight forward and a little bit I think that's what Jesus is saying look take my yoke on you be bound to me, there is something about being a Christian as we know which is about being obedient why do you call me Lord, Lord not do to I to tell you says Jesus exasperated we have to we're bound, we yoked. I've chosen to be tied to Jesus to walk with him to go, no wait 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 I was going to say to go at his pace. Oh, no, that's not the way it works graciously. He chooses to go at my pace. Now, he's always encouraging me to go, come on, we do, you know, do you know what I mean? But, but, but he's got, it's like being yoked to this oxen who's incredibly strong, but chooses to go at the pace I can keep up to, to walk alongside me. Do you think the picture? There's no, absolutely no, you know, I, I, I'm not going to do the work. But Jesus graciously chooses to walk with us and choose... I mean, what whatever we're called to do. It's one of the amazing things about the cosmos, because if I was God, I wouldn't bother with people because they mess it up all the time. Just do it and sort it out. <coughs> I, I, I'm often like that in you know minor things, you know. It's just so much easier to sometimes do things yourself than let someone else do it and make a mess of it and then sort the mess out, isn't it? That's just me. But graciously, I think Jesus says, look, be yoked to me. And there's a picture in there of incredible strength and graciousness, like majesty and tenderness. But you have to go together. Obviously, if you're yoked, you you should go together. Now, is the yoke pulling us along or slowing him down? I don't know. But the picture is that we go together. And Jesus says, take my yoke, on, take my yoke on you and... Hello? Take my yoke on you and learn from me. You see... It, yoked with him that's how I learn how we do this stuff how we live this Jesus life together it's, it, it's accepting that I'm not going I have to do this all with Jesus and I have to lay down my burdens and come to him and lay those down and take his rest and then be yoked to him that's how I learn how it is to live. Jesus says, i the way, the truth, and the life. I keep coming back to that. I have, I've had to preach on that about four times over Christmas for various reasons. And I've got to do it again tomorrow for a funeral tomorrow. And every time I come back to it, I think, yeah, that is again. I am the way, not a way. It's not one of the options. The way, the truth, the life. There's no life anywhere else. It may seem like there is, but it's either in Jesus or not at all. And, and this measure this morning, um, those of you there for the service, Neil had a picture which is sort of similar to this in a funny one. I'm going to share it again now. Uh, he said it was for us, and I think he won't mind. with Kathy? Cathy? won't mind, will he? No. Oh, no, you won't, no. Oh, your your, your <laughs> Professor husband. And he had this picture, Said he have got this picture. It's like we're about to jump out of a plane on a parachute jump. Um, one of those things we get, like the instructors, you know, got with you. And Jesus like the instructor strapped your back. And and why I think that's quite close to this is what immediately came to me was, because this is my physics brain, when you jump out of a plane, always the instructor is on the back, right? Not in front of you. And when you jump out of the plane, you'll both be weightless. So you'll have no sense of the instructor behind you, you won't feel the weight or anything at all, right? There's a sense of I'm safe because he knows what he's doing, or she, I don't know, the male human, right? But actually jumping out and going, absolutely with you, but it's very much you've got to do it. And I think that's quite a close picture as well to this thing. Actually, you know, if, if you're really worried, just, oh, yeah, it's okay, still there. Um, sometimes the ground rushes up to meet us very fast when we do stuff for Jesus. But he's always there. Always there. And, and I think both those pictures t- t- speak something of this. Come to me and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke on you. You see, you can't really do it without the other. You can't just come and have a rest. It's got to take the yoke. You've got to be willing to go, to go. Because he calls us to build kingdom. It's not that rest isn't doing nothing. Rest is that sense of absolute security and peace, knowing that we can do whatever he calls us to do in his strength. Rest is a deep sense of, and again, I've done a couple of these funerals recently for people. I've been to funerals. When you just think, oh my word, there's just no hope here at all. There's no sense of that absolute rest, the absolute peace that we have in Jesus. He says also, Take my yoke, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul as your psyche. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. There's something here about... Us being us, just us tonight. The whole world is invited into the invitations to everybody. But tonight is for us. When Jesus says, come. Come to me. He says similar things when he's talking about coming to the, uh, to the woman at the well, about living water. Come and get giving water. You know, says, come and ask a drink. If you knew who was asking. I'll give you living water to drink. It's John 7, isn't it? Um, you the last and great day of the feast Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice if anyone is thirsty because this is a very public declaration when he's talking here he's talking to his disciples here it's a very public declaration in, in the temple in Jerusalem it's very much anybody come, in, come to me and drink different metaphor different metaphor but the same invitation there's, you have to come there's something always here about it not being automatic you have to come Jesus, in a sense, comes to people, but he doesn't say, hey, there it is. It's come and take. It's always invitational. It's always asking us to, and we have to respond. That's a very, it's quite a deep thing, it seems, the way God's made the cosmos. That, that, like I say, he doesn't just do it. He says, come. He invites people. And a little bit, how fast we go in and how deep we go in, that's a bit up to us. Perhaps all up to us. The invitation's always there. It's always going to work. But there is an element of how fast and how willing are we to come into it. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, streams of living water will flow from within. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given. So Jesus had not been glorified. Of course, it is the rest that he gives us. These things are the same things, really, because the rest that he gives us is that indwelling of Holy Spirit which in one sense is absolute you cannot lose it you can't be more full of the Spirit than you were when you first became a Christian, it is but you can be much more aware of it, you can allow it to be much more expressed in every part of our lives, there's parts of my lives where I can try and do it myself and find it hard work and get burdened and weary and come back and say Lord I want to give this up I need your rest I want to be yoked to you in this area in this task, this job some of those things that they will think about personally, where that lands, will be things God's called us to do. Referencing back this morning, I think most of you were there. Fields that God's called us to witness in, as Paul says in one and two Corinthians, the field of service is called you to. In that field of service, wherever, whatever your role is at the moment, wherever you have called to witness and to work for Him, work to build kingdom. Don't let it become toil and weary. Come to Him. Take his joke on you, learn from him, walk at his pace. Know he'll always be there and receive that rest. Rest for your souls, sense of actually, this is cool. And the people and the things and the situations, even as I stand here, I know ones that I worry about, that have burdened me, that I'm concerned about. Sometimes things that's gone for a long time, for some people that will be things that don't disappear. They're burdens that stay. So some people I worry about. They may, I may still worry about them tomorrow, or the next day. Maybe some of the burdens are like health things, which I have to live with. Paul is, is thorn again, you know that stuff. Maybe the things that the things stay, but it ceases to be a burden because Jesus gives us rest in it. Jesus gives rest for our souls in it. And we know it's safe. I know I'm loved. I'm love secure. And I can go on. Because we share the burden together. It's not my burden. It's our burden. Jesus has come and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. Let's walk together into this. And there's, so, there's loads of places. If, you, if, you, if you've got time, go back, get a commentary or a concordance or a, a, a phone and search. And some of them come to your head straightforwardly. which just invites people in. It's a very common thing, with the Old Testament as well. God's always saying to his people, "Come to me, come to me." There's always this invitation thing. That's the core of tonight's uh, talk. is It's about an invitation to come into God's presence. I want to just do two more things, but for that, let's just take a moment, can we? And just 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 go quiet. Can you put back on? Can you get the um the Matthew on the screen again, please, Johnny? Was doing it. <laughs> Cheers, mate just go just just go quiet and let's just pray into it but read it quietly let the holy spirit speak to you through those two three verses forget what i say just let holy spirit speak to you Lord, Lord, do you want to be yoked with you? I do you want to be one of the oxen plowing in the field. I don't want to jump out I want to jump out of the plane. I want to be active in your kingdom. But Lord, I very much want to do it in harmony, in tandem with you, Lord Jesus. And Father, I want that for us as a group as well. And then just as we come out of, that, out of that, John, you can come back, John. And we're gonna, I'm going to land it here. There's a sense of unity in that too. You see, the yoking here he's talking about is one to one. It's the individuals come, but but because Jesus is the same Jesus, that that if, if I'm yoked to Jesus and Denise is yoked to Jesus, and and who's this? Uh, Debbie's yoked to Jesus. Then in a way, there's there's a you can't break that unity. Do you get? It's like it's like it's like. I can't even. See, I can only think of it. I can only think of being yoked with Jesus and two people in like two, three dimensions. It has to be multidimensional, somehow or other. But the yoking is—it is, bonds it together. It's a sense of we only go. And in a funny way, I think this it is the sense that Jesus, you know, <laughs> goes with us graciously, and we can all go at the speed we can go at and the strength we can go at. But he gives the strength. But we're got together, and there's something. Unity comes out of that in a way that's really powerful because that's what he calls us to be. Uh, Yoke to him. I'm not sure the metaphor of plane jumping out works for multiple people either because if you stack them vertically, presumably you die anyway because there's only one parachute. So stacking them horizontally wouldn't really work with it. Do you understand? Put the books down, put the words down. Let's just open our hands. It was it was really um yeah, it's good this morning. It's really good to have to have this man. I was gonna say behind me, but beside me this morning. So let's let him lead us into God's presence in worship. Come in. Come to me. Come to me. (coughs) Having come a little bit intellectually and, and in the spirit, we come now emotionally as well in worship. Let's come into that presence. Sense the gracious invitation. That invitation, tender and yet majestic. An invitation that calls us in. Come in. Come in. And yet come into the King of Kings, to the presence of the Lord. Be overawed, be amazed that Jesus calls us friend.